Now for the show that's truly too hot to handle. It's the melting pack, and it starts right now. Well, thank you, Jerome. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the show. The Melting Pats is the next level network. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing great, as you can hear. Everything's fine. I may get a new, I'm getting a new chair. I bought one, and so you may not hear the squeaking of this chair for much longer. It should be here this week, so we shall see. I hope so. Uh, it better be the most comfortable chair I've ever sat in, by the way. Because uh, I spent a lot of money on it. So, yeah. But I, I feel like, like, I wish I could have done it years ago. I wish I could have bought a big, like, I bought this chair for, I don't know, 60 bucks in 2019. And I wish that I, when I started work from home, working from home in April 2020, I wish that I had the money to, or wish I had thought to save the money to buy a legit chair uh, so I could uh, I could have it the whole time, but I didn't. I spent money on other things, and um, then we had a kid. So there went that until now. And again, thanks to my wife's uterus, <laughs> magical in many ways, and uh, has helped us. the The whole process of surrogacy has helped us tremendously, financially and other ways. Uh, it's been awesome. So. Uh, yeah, I, mm, nope, I was going to say another thing, but I don't think I'm allowed to. So there we go. I probably could, but I'm not going to. But anyway, I hope you are doing well. I'm dealing with things. I'm working on it. I'm trying anyway, uh, making appointments that keep getting rescheduled. It happens. So we got to, we got to handle that as it comes. We got to deal with that as it comes. So, uh, we are going to do our best to get on with all the things today. We had our question, what is your comfort food? And we got a lot of good answers. Thank you, everybody, for weighing in. We have today, also, we'll do some sports at the end of the show. We got some baseball. We'll do some hot stove. And uh, we'll do a little bit on the Hall of Fame. Uh, the ballot is out. And I said I was going to push it to this week. And I did. And I did uh, I did zero research after that. So there we go. <laughs> after I said it. We also got some mail. We will do that for you. We'll answer. We will answer your questions uh, we'll do some quick wrestling at the end of the show. We got the captain, maybe. Haven't talked to him yet. Um, and I got a pat peeve about group texts. Yeah, we're going to talk about it. Because I, I figured, <sighs> I you know, I, I just thought, yeah, we'll save it. We'll save it till we get there. Um, yeah, because I'm just, I'm just bothered. I'm bothered. It's just, I don't know why we don't, why, why do I have a, why do I have to do this? Why? Why? Pat, why don't you sit through? This nonsense of you talking about whatever it is. Just get to the show. You're right. You are right. By the way, Thanksgiving was great. Food was delicious. Everybody had a good time. And as far as I can tell, nobody got sick. So those are the three things, I guess, for uh, coming out of a holiday gathering. That's what you need, right? That's what you need, right? Don't get sick. Everybody have fun. And the food's delicious. And as far as I know, check, check, and check. So there you go with that. All right? We did it. Should I have done like a deep dive into the Thanksgiving thing. I don't know. It was fun. We had a good time. We had a really good time. And the food was great. And uh, the leftovers were also great the next day. So there we go. All right. There, that's that's good, right? Right, Dave and Miriam, you're going to be mad that I didn't do a whole dive into Thanksgiving. I hope not. It was delicious. Thank you for having us. And um, we had a great time. We had a great time. So there you go. 
We handled all the business at the top of the show. We did it. We did the thing. Uh, let's do this. We have a song, a new-ish song from our friends, Ruby Bones. I love these guys. They're great. They write great tunes with great singable guitar riffs. And uh, they were on the show a couple years ago. And they're the best. They're so fun. And I feel like we should do it again sometime. So, all right, now we got to wait again. I said this last time I played them on the show. I'm sure of it. Now we have to wait again until they release a new song. And then we coordinate to see if they want to come back. Maybe they don't. Maybe they actually didn't like the show. Maybe they didn't want to come back. They Like, they heard the show and was like, wow, this guy sounds interesting. Let's hang out with him. And then they came on the show and we were done. They were like, you know what? We don't like that guy that much. And, and you know, dude, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's all right. I don't mind. Anyway, Ruby Bones, find them on Bandcamp. The link to all their things will be in the show notes. Jesus. <laughs> they are wonderful. I think they got a show coming up in the next couple of weeks, if I'm not mistaken. I didn't look it up, and I'm not going to, because I got other things to do. Sorry, guys. RubyBonesBand.com. Or Ruby Bones. Maybe it's just Ruby Bones. R-U-B-Y-B-O-N-E-S. Dot com. That, well, that's how you spell the name of the band. Just type all that in. And like I said, links to all the things will be in the show notes. I just put on ChapStick if you heard that. I don't know. Is that ASMR? Putting on ChapStick? Is that in the thing? Should I start doing that at some point during the show? Just like in the middle? Start doing some ASMR? Like scratch my face? Put on ChapStick? Or like uh, move the chair up and down or something? Is that a thing? No? All right. Speaking of good sounds, uh, none will come from me for the next few minutes because brand new or new to us anyway. Yeah, well, yeah, it's their newest. So here we go. Ruby Bones, Little Lightning Strike, Little Lightning Strike. There we go. Cross those T's, Pat. It's the Melty Pat. We're coming right back. Ancient boom that's lasted through the test of time. So go on, 
There we are. We're back. Our friends Ruby Bones with their latest little lightning strike. Rubybones.com. Rubybonesband.com. One of those for more from them. It's the Melting Pat, the next level network. We added some wah-wah at the end there. Is that okay? Is that all right? Chris, Matt, James, is that good? We all right? Yes, Ruby Bones. <laughs> They're never going to come back. Little Lightning Strike. Their latest. I love it. It's great. That band is fantastic. Go check them out. See them if you can. They're around somewhere, probably. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and tell them I sent you. And they'll go, that guy? Ugh. That's what they'll say about me. There we go. That is our... That's a great... I almost said that is our show. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Like 10 minutes, you get a song, and then that's it. <laughs> that Editing-wise, that'd be way easier for me if I just made this like a feature podcast for one artist. I'd have to go a little longer than that, but... Could you imagine if I just dropped in, like, hey, you download the file, it's like 13 minutes long. You're like, wow, what's good? Is there something wrong? What happened? And I'm like, hey, how's it going? And then, all right, see you later. <laughs> could you imagine? Should I do that? I should wait like three months and do that just to mess with everybody. It'd be great. And then like, oh, oh, here we go. This is the, This is the move right here. We do that for the regular show, and then after that's done, patrons get another 25 minutes. Oh, man, that'd be perfect. That would be perfect. That'd be such a move by me, but it'd be hilarious. Like, hey, sign up for the Patreon. That's how you get it. That's what you do. And it's, oh, oh, even better. Sign up for the $3 level, and that's how you get the rest of that episode. Because the $1, like, yeah, everybody gets that short. But I think to really drive it in, like, hey... Pay me money if you want more stuff. I sh oh, my God. I'm going to do Watch. In like three months, I'm going to do that. I'm going to forget that I said this in like a week, in like a day. And then uh, I'm going to come back to this and go, hey, hey, that's a good idea, right? Right? Did I just spoil the plan? No, you'll forget too, probably, right? Maybe? I don't know. Anyway, rubybones.com, right? What? It, I should probably tell you what it is. Ruby... Bones, I know it's Bandcamp, Ruby Bones, R-U-B-Y-B-O-N-E-S, uh, rubybones.com, is that what goes to it? There you go, rubybones.com. I don't know why I kept throwing band in there, but anyway, there we go with that. All right. Yikes, we're having fun. We're having fun, right? Yeah, we're having a good time. I am. You know, I'm, uh, I'm uncomfortable. I had to do a work thing that I shouldn't have had to do, but I handled it because that's what I do around here. This is what men do. Sorry. Um, I love that show. All right, we had a question for you this week. What is your comfort food? You know when you're going through some stuff and you just you can't figure out what to do. And so I asked, hey, what is the meal you go to? Whether you cook it or someone else cooks it, as we'll hear in a minute, or if you order it, like what is your like when you're not feeling it, your things are they're not going your way, and you're like, hey, I need something here. What do you go to? All right, Kirsten says cereal, no wait, toast with cinnamon sugar. It's the poor man's dessert or late night snack. There you go. And very uplifting, or so I'm told. Uh, Jen says tomato bisque soup and grilled cheese. That is a great combo. Tomato soup uh, in many forms, maybe not any form, but almost any form, with a good grilled cheese, delicious and great when you have a bloody nose. Also tomato and cream of cheddar. 
with a grilled cheese. Fantastic. Love it. Thank you, Jen. Uh, Paul, our buddy from What Lurks Behind Podcast Zero, says, I don't know why I said it. I don't know why I like delayed saying the name of the show. Anyway, uh, says dill pickle potato chips. I do love dill pickles. The, lo- the spears, especially. They're delicious. The ones that come with a sandwich when you, when you go to a deli and you get a good uh, you know, a turkey club or whatever. But I don't know. Would I like that as a potato chip? I don't know. Paul, send me some. Send me some of your favorite dill, whatever your brand is, dill pickle potato chips. Send me some, and I'll try them on the show, on stream even. We've done snacks on stream before. It's been really fun. So we'll try that. Send them down. Send your Canadian dill pickle potato chips down, and I will eat them uh, where you can see me react to how good or bad I think they are. All right, uh, here we go. Uncle Mike says a cheesesteak that someone else makes for me. There you go. I think that is important, by the way. When you say, hey, I'm going through some stuff, and you know what's going to pull me through, and you point to your wife or your or your kid or whoever, you know what's going to pull me through this funk right now is you getting over to the stove and making me a cheesesteak. No, or he could order one, right? That could be it. But it's funnier to imagine like, ah, oh, you know what? I'm just, I'm going through some stuff, man. You know what's going to help out? Hey, hey, what are you doing right now? Right, that's right. You're making me a cheesesteak. Get out to the kitchen. I don't <laughs> I don't think it'd be that forceful, but I like to imagine that would happen. That he'd just point to somebody and say, Hey, 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 I'm down in the dumps. Make me a goddamn cheesesteak. <laughs> oh man, next time I see him, I want him to do that. Not to me, I don't cook, but uh, anyway, there I don't make cheesesteaks anyway. So there we go. That's a good one though. I like the important element. Someone else makes it for him. I don't whether he orders it or orders someone around in his house to cook it. That's what happens. All right, Meg says mac and cheese. Oh, I love mac and cheese. Everyone knows this about me by now. Well, if you're new to the show, uh here's a little secret. I love macaroni and cheese. I love it. Fantastic. And that's also my go-to is mac and cheese. Stouffer's, Wawa, my mom's obviously, that's tops. But uh if that's not available, then Stouffer's or Wawa will do the trick. Somebody else recently, I had a uh, some other restaurant had mac and cheese from, and I, it was really good. Who? Where was that from? Damn it! Oh, KFC. Yeah, KFC's good too. So there we go. There you're. You got options. I have options. If things are going not so great, I'm like, hey, you know what? I want some mac and cheese, and I know where to go. Uh, Brian Amato says cheesesteaks or wings, and I did ask him if he's got a certain spot where he's like, hey, you know what? I really, I'm just uh, I'm not feeling it. Do I call this place or order from this place? He said, not really. So anywhere you can get a cheesesteak and or wings, he will order them and feel better. I like that. Uh, oh, I didn't mention ours, by the way. Uh, this came up because we had a rough couple days. And um, we're like, hey, you know what? We try not to order out that often. Uh, we fail mostly. But <laughs> we had a rough couple days. And we're like, hey, you know what? Where do you want to order from? Let's order dinner. We're, you know, we're not, none of us are feeling great. So let's order dinner and let's do that. So we found a place, she found a place on Grubhub like a year ago called Big Al's. It's an Italian restaurant and they're fantastic and they never get the food wrong. It's always hot. The order's always correct. It's on time. Um, and because what happens with Grubhub and DoorDash and Uber Eats and all these places is that there is a tendency and we've learned it's pretty high that either the restaurant will get the order wrong and then there's nothing you can do or the driver will forget 
part of the your order, right? Like if you order drinks, oh, I forgot to grab them. I will get your ass back there and get them. Or like, oh, it wasn't there. Oh, then there's like a whole bag missing. And always what I've learned is the kid's meal will be the one thing that doesn't show up. That's what I've learned with these places or with these drivers. Like they won't grab the bag, whatever. And so we try, you try to stick to places that have their own driver, that use their own drivers. And the local pizza places will be, will usually fall into this category. And so we know we like, hey, if we really want something like quickly and we want it to be correct, this is where we have to go. And Big Al's has become a staple for us. They're fantastic. Um, I love their chicken parm. It's amazing. Their garlic knots, delicious. Uh, we get the kid's spaghetti and meatballs. He loves it. Guess what? I love it too. Jill gets their shrimp and something or other. And she got something else recently. I forget. But Big Al, to date, has not let us down. So thanks, buddy. He's not going to listen to the show. But if he does, your food is delicious. And we we all love it in this house. And that's our that's why I thought of this. Because that was like a go-to, hey, we're not doing so great over here the last couple of days. Let's try to get something that we know is going to come through for us. And of course it did. So Big Al's, um, their chicken parm for me. and Or, you know, more general, mac and cheese. Love it. Absolutely love it. Um, as you know, I try chicken parm from everywhere. So there we go. That's a standard like, hey, they're not going to screw this up. And that works for me. All right. Uh, sorry to interject with my own answer, but <laughs> but we we did it. We did that. All right. Seth says KFC mashed potatoes and gravy are my comfort food for sure. They oh those always make me feel better about whatever. That is a great answer because I know they're like boxed or instant. Who brought that up? Uh, maybe last year or two years ago when I did food you like prepared a certain way, and oh it was Jen. She said even though they're like boxed or instant or whatever they are. Um, like K- specifically KFC mashed potatoes and gravy are delicious. And you are both right. They are delicious and can be a good, uh, a nice lift. Thanks buddy. Uh, Lockjaw says no matter what is happening in life, no matter when you can always count on pizza to give your stomach that warm hug it needs. That's a great answer. Pizza generally will not let you down. Fantastic. Clockshot says his easy version is a box of, insert brand here, macaroni and cheese. Well, wait a minute. Oh, I should have followed up because the brand does matter. It, well, to me anyway. To, I consider myself a, a mac and cheese connoisseur, and the brand matters. It absolutely does. But anyway, maybe not to clock shop, but to me it does. All right, so he says his easy version is a box of, insert brand here, macaroni and cheese. His prep and cook version is fried chicken cutlets and mashed potatoes or Lipton chicken rice. Why not all that? Why not fried chicken cutlets, mashed potatoes, rice, and mac and cheese? Just put it all together, clock shot. I'm sorry if I got your pronouns wrong. Um, put it all together. Mac and cheese, mashed potatoes, Lipton chicken rice, fried chicken cutlets. That's a great dinner right there. That's great. Maybe add a green in there, or does the rice have, well, it's chicken rice. So maybe add uh, some green beans or broccoli or, or mixed veggies, something like that, and get... Uh, Get a little extra serving of vegetable there. That's a great dinner. I wish I could do that today. I don't have time. I'm not going to do that. Actually, I do have time. I'm just not going to do it. Uh, Rez. <laughs> Rez mentioned a couple, and for these, I don't I don't mind uh, reading more. He says, the OG Italian from Jersey Mike's, New Jersey Michaels. There you go. Uh, pot roast, three cheese, steak, nacho. Well, pot roast, I think, is separate. Um, and unless you're eating an Italian hoagie, 
with pot roast. I don't know. But uh, three cheese steak nachos from Cadoba and uh, and or, I guess. Or no, maybe. You know what? Maybe all of this together is what Rez eats for comfort. Like he gets all these things together and just shovels it all down. So working with that hypothesis, let's read this again. All right. So Rez says the OG Italian from Jersey Mike's pot roast, three cheese steak nachos from Cadoba and hanger steak cooked on the cast iron. There you go. So I don't know if he does one or all of those, but those are his comfort food or foods. There we go. Thanks, man. Uh, Weather Vane says homemade mac and cheese stands pizza. I love the specific brand uh, place, by the way, pierogies and a BLT. You really can't go wrong with a BLT, right? Yes, it's very basic. It's like a chicken Caesar salad, right? You're not going to go wrong with a chicken Caesar salad or a BLT, right? It's a basic. It's very simple. It's very, uh, it's not very exciting, right? You're not going to win any awards. Well, you should, because they're great if you do it right. Um, maybe, well, I don't know what kind of awards you get, but like, you're not going to win style points for a BLT or for a chicken Caesar salad, right? You're not going to win, uh, you know, best in show, you know, based on your appearance for that, right? But you're going to win. Hey, man, I really needed this right now. And it, it, they, whoever made it crushed it. That's good. He didn't say chicken Caesar salad. I added that one. But uh, the BLT, I love a good BLT. Oh, man, so good. All right, MAG, uh, I don't really eat to pick myself up. Wow, wow, look at Mr. Well-Adjusted over here. Uh, pizza <laughs> pizza would maybe be the closest thing to an appropriate answer. Yeah, I guess. I mean, pizza, you can't go wrong with a pizza. Uh, but it's good, though. You don't, eat to, you don't eat when you're sad, so you won't you know, put on 40 pounds like I did. So there you go. Uh, Splia says mac and cheese, and... <sighs> Splia, we got to talk, man, because uh, he added, as unhealthy and gross as it sounds, sometimes I just melt shredded cheese in my microwave, drain the grease, and eat that. Now, Splia, I don't know if you listen to the show. I don't. But if someone uh, knows and can, and can let them know that we all think this is gross, right? Unless, is it maybe, you know what? Hold on. Maybe not. Maybe this is a thing that other people do. So... When you are feeling down, do you also are you also prone to melt some shredded cheese in your microwave, drain the grease, and eat the microwaved heated up uh, glob of cheese? Is that a thing that other people do when they're feeling down? Maybe they maybe it is. I don't I I don't do that. I like to. I don't know why I wouldn't do that. It's I mean it's just cheese, right? But. I th- just the thought of the microwaving the cheese, because you know what happens to cheese, uh, the consistency of your shredded cheese when you microwave it. You know what happens. If you don't, I, uh, you know what? Try it. And um, you know what? Don't drain the grease. Try it that way, and then come back and tell me how it went. All right? I'm not paying your medical bills, but unless your cheese is expired, you shouldn't have to go to the doctor. You should be fine. But anyway, you know what, Splia? Good for you, bud. Good for you. God bless. Hope you're okay. Uh, I, I guess if you're really down is when you go for the shredded cheese out of the microwave. But otherwise, mac and cheese. There you go. Get the mac in there, and somehow it's less gross. <laughs> All right. Damn, Inator. Thank you. I love your username so goddamn much. He says, double quarter pound of a cheese meal from McDonald's. Hold the onions, extra pickles, large with a Coca-Cola, as only McDonald's can serve it. There you go. That is almost exactly what I had for lunch the other day. 
Although all the food was cold, it was kind of gross. But double quarter pounder, no onions. And you got to go, for me, it's the high C orange. Because it hits different from the fountain, man, I'm telling you. The high C orange from McDonald's, from the fountain, hits different than anything else. It's so good. I love, should I, I don't know, we just had McDonald's the other day. Um, I was going to say, let me go get some McDonald's, but I'm not going to do that. So, yeah, there you go. But good for you, damn man. God bless. Double quarter pounder so good, man. When they get it right, oh boy, do they get it right. I love it. LVAC came in just under the wire right before I started recording. He says, sugar, cookies, chocolate, Ben and Jerry's ice cream, sugar, mother lovers. There you go. Uh, so I did ask what flavor, and because there are, you know, a hundred or so. And he said, half-baked is a classic. That's true. But I also like Sunday Cookie Vermonster and Minter Wonderland, though I haven't seen the latter in a while. And he also said, it's been several summers since I saw it, but Ben & Jerry's also did a blueberry ripple ice cream with white chocolate bits and biscuit. Delicious. There you go. Ben & Jerry's, you really can't go wrong. Once you find, I mean, I guess you could if you get a flavor that you that actually you don't like. But if you find a good one, like I used to love cinnamon buns from Ben and & Jerry's, and uh, it's not around anymore. But I learned to love uh, milk and cookies. So good. Milk and cookies, really good. Half-baked is good. Um, maybe I should do that What's it for a question. What's your favorite Ben & Jerry's flavor? All-time or current? That's what it will do. Well, maybe next week or the week after, we'll do uh, favorite Ben & Jerry's. Does that sound good? All right. Thanks, buddy, for the answer and for the inspiration for the question. And finally, for you this week, 91 player, our friend from the Discord, says he's also on Twitch, so go follow him over there. It's 91, what is it, P-L-Y-R? I'll share it in the notes. Um, He says, sausage and pepperoni pizza cooked well done from my local American Albanian family restaurant. I love the specific choice of, of restaurant here. I love that that is a factor in this comfort meal. That's great. And I did ask about well done because apparently like burnt pizza is a thing people like. Like I follow one of the, um, my hometown pizza places and all the people like, Hey, it's pizza, $6 prize or whatever. And the pictures they share, everybody's getting, Oh, it looks delicious. And they're burnt to hell and I don't get it. So I asked uh, our friend about this. He said, Nope, it's more about the brown golden brown cheese than a crispy crust. So there you go with that. Apparently though, burn ass pizza is something a lot of people are into. I don't get it. I prefer my pizza to be, you know, a little bit crispy, a little, a little on the softer side. Uh, but if it's burnt and like really hard and crunchy, no, no, that's not what my pizza should be. And uh, stop it. Stop overcooking your pizza. God damn it. All right. Thank you, everybody, for your answers. I hope you're all starving or that you, you heard the, some of these and said, hey, you know what? We should order that today. So I'm glad it could help. You're welcome. And we're going to take a break. We'll do a Pat Peeve on the other side about group texting. Oh, I'm so annoyed. And now I'm also hungry. So we'll be right back. Hey, we're back. We're going to do a thing. We did the thing. We did the song. We did the question. Thank you so much for all your answers. And now it's time to get mad. Not mad. I'm just, I'm annoyed. Is that better? It's a Pat Peeve, if you don't know. And I, I'm just, I'm annoyed by this. So how, okay. I got a text on Thanksgiving. From one person who I guess sent it to several others. And what I've talked about this on the show before. When you send a message to more than one person, 
it doesn't send like it used to back in the day, back in my day, when you sent it to more than one person at a time, it just went to everybody individually. And I thought that was great. Like if I want to make a group, let me do that on my own. But now for some reason, whenever you try to, whenever you text more than one person at a time, it puts everybody into a group. And so I got a text from somebody at work. Sorry, I thought I had to sneeze. Um, and it included a couple people I knew. Uh, and what I mean by that is numbers I had saved. There we go. I sneezed. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so it went to like four or five people. One of them was me and then my friend from work. And then a couple other numbers that I had saved, people from work. And then two or three other numbers that I didn't have saved. And so I'm getting texts from numbers I don't know responding to this well wish on the holiday. And I'm just like, all right, how do I get myself out of this? Like, how do I remove myself from a group text? Like, can I just leave the group? Can I do that? So I'm looking on my phone, I'm going through the settings. I'm trying to, I'm clicking the three dots at the top of the message, seeing getting a little drop down, see what's in there. Nope, nothing. I can't mute it. I can't remove myself. I can't do anything except delete the messages. And I'm like, okay, I, but there has to be a, something I'm missing, right? There has to be some setting, some option somewhere that I miss that like, there has to be a way to remove myself from this group text that I didn't ask to be on. I didn't want to be in a group text with people I don't know, or, you know, some people I do, some people I don't, I didn't ask to do that. And so there has to be a way to take myself out of this group and no longer get any replies from numbers I don't know. So I'm looking up all the things. I'm like, okay, somebody has to have had this problem and there has to be a solution. Well, the only solution is to keep deleting the messages as they come in. And okay, so I don't have an iPhone. And so when you like or like react to like or like, yeah, when you react to a message, you like it, you give it a heart, you whatever you do, um, that comes through to me as a separate message, which is fine. It's no problem generally. Uh, so I, this person whose, num whose number I don't know liked the message or hearted, uh, loved it, whatever they did, reacted to the message and then responded and then responded again. So I got three messages in a row from a number I do not know about a Thanksgiving thing and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, uh, do you all realize you're not just responding to the person who sent the text? Maybe they didn't know that. Maybe, they, maybe their, their phone looks different. But to me, it was all of us in a group text for some reason, this happy Thanksgiving, whatever. And again, I'm not saying the message was bad. I liked it. Thank you. I appreciated it. But why did I then have to get into a group message with people I do not know? And like, why are we all included? Because you, I'm sure you didn't intend to send that to like create a group text from that message. I'm sure you just said, Oh, let me send this to Pat and this person and that person and these two people or whatever. And, you know, we'll call it a day. Like, we'll just send that over. It'll be great. It'll be a nice little gesture on Thanksgiving. I'm sure that was the thought. But instead, because for some reason, this part of technology has gotten worse than it was in 2008. Like, all of us now are included on these messages. And so when someone responds to the post, like, hey, oh, thanks. Happy Thanksgiving to you, too. All six of us or whatever get that message in this group. Because for some reason, 
our phones. I don't know why they do this. I don't know. Like, is this like a, a an Android, iPhone, whatever thing? Or like the companies decided, hey, let's make this weird and awkward. And then you get, I, and I didn't do this, but I know, I know people who have done, oh, who is this? I don't know this number. And responding to the whole group. And it's like, okay, well, that's weird. Don't do that. But also, why are we all being included in this group when I'm sure this text was just, hey, I want to send it to these people. And I don't think it was intended to be a group. But for some reason, we now can't get out of this. And I'm not getting texts from it now. But I just have to wonder when this changed, why this changed, and when we can fix it. Right? Who do I call? Do I call Congress and say, hey, hey, make these phone companies and developers and whoever's let us send like a mass message to everybody individually, right? Because when I used to do, um, well, what I used to do for my NFL Pick'em is I would copy the message. I would write, I would put all 25 or however many people and I would send out the, the pick of the week. Like, hey, game of the week, 13 or whatever. Here's the pick, who you got? And I would click on all the people and go send to this person, that person, that person, that person. And then it would all go to them individually. And it wouldn't be in a group. And I would just be like, all right, I sent one text to 12 people and we're done. And now I go to Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, whatever, right? That was also back when I only had like 10 people in the group. Now there are 25. So, <laughs> but now I can't do that. Now I can't send that one text to all those people at once because then I will add everyone to the same group. And that's not what I want. And apparently when that happens, None of us can leave. Maybe you could do it on an iPhone. Uh, you know what? I'm going to look this up. Can I get out of a group text on an iPhone? Hold on. Oh, I see. Okay. So uh, apparently in an early system, early operating system of the iPhone, you can leave the conversation. But now I'm looking at this. Somebody else said, because this question has been asked, um, all you could do is mute the thread or delete and block the conversation. You can only leave group chats in an iMessage group where everyone is an Apple user. And there are at least three participants. Okay. Wow. Oh, man. That is so... Oh. Okay. So if all of your friends in the group message have an iPhone and you send a message that's, you know, that maybe shouldn't be a group, they can leave. But because not everyone has an iPhone or the certain, apparently, uh, running a certain operating system on their iPhone, you can't leave the text, the group. You could just delete and, and mute the conversation. Wow. So there, oh my God. All right, so that that spurns a new, uh, a new thing here. Now I'm just mad at the tech companies. I mean, I was before when I started this because there's no reason that we should... Like that all of these messages that we send to more than one person, there's no reason all that should be uh, then made into a group text. Like I should be able to text five people the same thing and it should be able to go to all of them individually. There's no reason why that can't happen. And I don't understand. Like it doesn't, it shouldn't matter the make of your phone or the operating system on your, whatever the make of your phone is. I should be able to not make a group message, but send everyone the same text at the same time without having to go through and manually do it, which is what I do now for my game of the week. Furthermore, we should be able to leave a group chat that we didn't ask to be in 
or even if we did ask to be in it and we're done with it, we should be able to leave that and not be in a group chat anymore because we don't need to be in that. I don't need to be in a group chat. I'm in two. I don't need to be in anymore. And it, it, it just, it just bothers me that this piece of technology for some reason has gotten worse because like, oh no, we all want to be together. No, we don't. No, we don't. There's no reason why I should have to be in a group message because someone said happy Thanksgiving to seven of us. And now we all have to be in this group because we don't all have the same phone. That's f- I don't, I don't understand why this changed. Why, like, why do I have to be, why, do, why does anyone, why does it, like, if I send a text to all of my NFL picks right now, my NFL experts, I should say, if I send all of that, there are like 12 people I text with that information. And so if I send it right now and say, hey, game of the week 13, whoever it is, who you got, it's it should send that to all of them individually. It won't because for some reason, everything has to be a collaborative effort on your phone, which makes no sense. But because the people in the chat, they don't all know each other and that's fine. They all know me, but they don't all know each other. And so then you're going to get 10 numbers you don't know. For what? For what? When I can, I should be able to just text you all at the same time individually and I don't understand why that can't happen. I know we got a double, little double pat peeve. We're, we're revisiting one from a while ago. Like, why can I not? Why is every message now a group message if it includes more than one person? And why, when I am included in a group message that w- or in a message that went to more than one person, why can I not leave that group without just deleting the messages as they come in? And again, it's not that I'm bothered by getting a bunch of notifications. It's the principle of the thing. That I should not have to be, like, none of us should have to be included in a group text when it's a happy holidays from one person to more than one person, right? If you're just sending, hey, happy holidays, buddy. Have a, Happy holidays, everybody. Have a good one. Not everybody, because that's that implies it's going to the group on purpose. But, hey, happy holidays. Happy Thanksgiving. You know, everybody be careful on your way to work. Whatever, right? Or like, hey, just be careful out there. It's snowing. Be safe. And you send that to all of your... Uh, all the people at work, and you don't mean to be in a group. But all of a sudden now, we're in a group text, and everybody who doesn't have everybody else's number is responding, who's this, who's that, who's this, who's that? I don't know who that is. And it's it's so, I just don't understand why this had to change. Like, why do I have to, why can I not leave? Like, what? <sighs> why does the model and make of my phone Determine whether or not I can leave a group chat that I did not ask to be a... It did, that, I didn't ask to be a part of your group chat. I don't want to be in it. But for some reason, because of the phone that I use or the phone that you use or the phone that somebody else uses, I can't leave the group that I didn't ask to be in. And now we're all stuck in here together. And it makes no sense. And I, who do I call? Do I call my, my phone people? My, whoever the people in charge are? Do I go to Congress or the Senate? Do I call the president? Do I tweet the president? Say, hey, 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 Uncle Joe, you should be sitting on a porch somewhere instead of being president. But I would like you to help with this while you still can. Can you make this make these phone companies let us send mass texts to one person, like to all the people at once, but only to individual people? Does that make sense? I gotta clean that up when I'm talk, talking to blah, blah, blah. Ah. <sighs> I got to clean it up a little bit if I'm talking to Joe Biden, but, uh, or 
you know, whoever wins next, because I think all the people who are the front runners are in their 70s or 80s. So that's another issue. But I I just, I don't know, man. Like, who who do I talk to? Who can make this right? And don't say just get an iPhone. I'm not going to do that. I, I just, because I, I have no, I got no reason to use an iPhone. I really don't. Because apparently, if not everybody on the message has an iPhone, we all have the same problem. And we all can't leave the group. And there's no way for me to know what kind of phone somebody has on a given time because you could go and change your mind and switch your allegiance or whatever it is you do. So I, that's not even an answer. Like getting an iPhone or whatever, that's not an answer because somebody could have a, a Windows phone or an Android or a Pixel, whatever, and we won't know that. And now we're all stuck in this group together, just like you're stuck with this show until I'm done talking, which is about now. I, I, just, I don't... Maybe there's something I missed. I don't know. But the... The fact that we now, one, have to be included in a group message when a text goes out to more than one person. That's the first thing. That they're doing this on, like, we didn't ask for that. Well, I didn't. And there's no option to turn that off. And then number two, once we're in it, we can't leave. So why, are, why here's the, I guess here's the question to, to ponder at the end of this segment here. Why are the phone companies forcing us to be in a group project together when nobody wants to do the work. Somebody answer that for me, please. We're going to take a break and we're going to do sports. So I'll let you know that you can leave in just a second, but I got to go check a thing. So I'm going to, let's all think about this and we'll be right back. Okay. I think we're good. I did a work thing in between. I settled down a little bit. I'm really mad about that though. Like why is my phone telling me who gets to be in a group and who doesn't and who gets to leave and who doesn't? Doesn't make any sense. All right, there you go. That's the abridged version if you skipped ahead. <laughs> so there you go. All right, if you do not like sports, then it is your time. Or no, wait. No, wait, we got some mail. Hold on, let's do... You know what? What did we do here? We had the song, we had the question, we had the Pat people with sports. Um, You know what? We'll do the mail next time. Yeah, we'll shorten this episode a little bit and we'll do the mail next time. How does that sound? Okay, well, maybe this won't be shorter, but because there's a lot of sports. There are a lot of sports things. So we'll do that. Okay, so yes, if you do not like sports, time to go. Thanks for coming. Have fun. I'll talk to you soon, I hope. And then next week, we'll do the mail. Okay, sound good? Great. All right, thanks. I love you. I'll talk to you later. Okay, sign up for the Patreon. Thanks. All right, for the rest of us, let's do some baseball stuff. I mentioned last week the Hall of Fame ballot is out. I posted it to the website and my socials. So I'm not going to read all the names, but I did take a gander, as I do, and I could be swayed on any of these, mostly. Well, there's one I'm not swayed on. There's one who I think definitely should be in, so you're not going to budge me there. But I think everybody else, I can be swayed, or I can be, like, we could have a conversation. And if somebody wants to come on who likes baseball and wants to talk about the Hall of Fame ballot before it comes out, before before they vote in January, if you want to come on the show and talk about some baseball stuff, some Hall of Fame stuff, and some hot stove. You're more than welcome. We'll make it a whole episode, and we'll have a good time. Okay? All right. So, I took a gander at this, and I said last week I would do some research. I didn't. I, I, I just didn't. So, <laughs> so I took a gander, and I made my decisions, my definites, and I, I... Part of me wants to say... Forget the steroid stuff. Let Alex Rodriguez in the Hall of Fame. Because I said that about 
Clemens and Bonds. I said, forget it. Put a, a little asterisk next to their names. They still did what they did on the field. Put them in. You know, if you want McGuire, if, if he's a Hall of Famer to you, then by all means, I don't think I would have put him in. Let me look at his numbers again and and make a decision. Although he's off the ballot, so it doesn't matter. But um, I said for years, I don't really care about that stuff. Like, you still did it. And, and the Hall of Fame, to me, should be a celebration of, hey, look at what these guys did. And if you want to put a little blurb, like, hey, by the way, this guy was suspected of doing a thing. Because for me, how do we know that somebody who's in the Hall of Fame didn't do the stuff before anybody tested for it or before we knew what it was, right? How do we know everybody is on the up and up? We don't. We don't. That's the short answer is that we don't. Okay, so that's out of the way. However, Alex Rodriguez like, was caught destroying evidence at a pretty big scandal, right? Like He paid money to get his tests or whatever it was. He, like, he did some nefarious things on the back end there. So in his case, I understand. If you don't want to put him in, like he did more than just, oh, I used this special cream and nobody told me what it was. Or, hey, I injected this thing. They told me it was the pain reliever. And no, really, it was whatever, you know, the thing. Right. And so I feel like he doesn't have that benefit of the doubt because he went above like, oh, hey, my name's attached to this thing. Hey, let's try to get that to go away. And then it got found out and then a the whole thing. All right. If I missed some details on that story, let me know. I'm sure I did. It's been years. But like, so he's the only one who you could say, no, no, don't put him in because that. I'm like, well, yeah, he kind of did more than everybody else, right? And I'm not going to (sighs) say... Another tough one for me is Carlos Beltran. Before I get to my, like, here are the guys who should go in on the ballot, a tough one for me is Beltran because he was a big part of, at least from what I understand, kind of a big part of the 2017 Astros cheating their way to a championship. And you know how I feel about that in general. And so I feel like we shouldn't reward them either, right? It's like Shoeless Joe Jackson, no matter what his numbers are, he threw the world. So he, like, he cheated with his teammates on a level that we didn't see again until the Astros put a camera in center field, right? And then, you know, used some buzzers and hit a trash can. And like, they had a live feed of the signs and all that. You know, everyone, you like, you know this, right? If you, if you don't follow sports, the Astros cheated. And well, if you don't follow sports and you're still listening, thank you. Um, the Astros had a live camera in center field, trained on the opposing catcher uh, on home plate, basically. And then they had a live relay to the clubhouse. So the catcher's signs in real time were in the clubhouse, and they would bang a trash can or where some guys wore buzzers, apparently was the story. But they banged the trash can. They say, oh, it's a fastball or it's a curveball or whatever. And so they knew what was coming, and that's how they won the World Series. That's not to say they weren't a, tal- they weren't a talented team otherwise, but... I'm just saying, look, this is what happened. You can deny it all you want if you're an Astros fan. You can be like, oh, well, they're, 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 I don't care. What happened is what happened. And the fact that you're still salty when people point it out is, uh, says more about you than me. All right, so I, I don't think any of those guys should be eligible for the Hall of Fame. If, if, if like, you were involved in the, bi- the biggest cheating scandal in baseball in a century, and now all of a sudden, because you didn't play for a while or because it was how many years ago, we should just vote for you for the Hall of Fame. I'm not buying it. So when Altuve comes up on the ballot, whenever he retires, uh, five years after that, I, I'm, I wouldn't vote for him. Bregman, Springer, Correa, guys like that, I'm not going to vote for them because they were involved. And even if they weren't directly involved, they knew and said nothing. All right, so I'm sorry, Pat. You said you weren't going to do it again. I, I know. I know. I'm sorry. 
But I, oh, a long story longer, I wouldn't vote for Carlos Beltran. Nothing to do with his numbers. I think, you know, his numbers, he probably deserves it based on that by itself. But, I mean, you if you do that, then you got to look back at everybody else who cheated and let them in if their numbers warrant it, right? Like, where's the line? Like, I know we shouldn't be morality police as just sports fans or sports writers in this case who are going to vote these guys in. But, I like, where's the line then? Right? Like, you're, you're not okay with people using steroids, but you're fine with, you know, having a kept being involved in the, you know, live streaming the catcher signals at the clubhouse. You're fine with that, but not with somebody using some flaxseed oil, right? That like, where, why is that? What's the, I, I don't know. Anyway, <sighs> I'm sorry. Should we cut a bunch of that out? No, no. I, I think, you know, an unfiltered listen at my baseball opinions is uh, something that's been sorely lacking from this show lately. There you go. Uh, <laughs> we are, however, going to separate the Hall of Fame talk from the hot stove talk. That's what we'll do. Uh, so if you want to skip ahead to the hot stove, that's fine. So all that to say, my definites on this ballot, doing very little research, Todd Helton, Manny Ramirez, Gary Sheffield, Billy Wagner, Chase Utley. Oh, and I'm sorry, the one that I will not budge on. So I could be swayed on any of these guys. No problem. You want to go with the Manny cheating did he get caught doing like really bad stuff or was it just like a positive test for a, a cream or something? Maybe I missed something about Manny Ramirez, but numbers wise, he deserves it. Unless he did something truly heinous. Somebody let me know about that. But I, I don't remember. Anyway, um, the number, the one that I, I'm not going to budge on is Adrian Beltre. That guy is one of the best third basemen, was one of the best third basemen of his generation. He was fantastic. And so, yes, absolutely, he should go in. So I won't, I will not budge on Adrian Beltre being in the Hall of Fame. You know what? I'm going to say Todd Helton's a lock too. But everybody, and you know what? And Gary Sheffield, because I've I've been on the Gary Sheffield train for years. That guy was amazing. Um, so my three who should definitely, I will not budge on these: Adrian Beltre, Gary Sheffield, Todd Helton. Everybody else I mentioned: Manny, Billy Wagner, Chase Utley. You could sway me on those, and I could be swayed on Andrew Jones and Joe Mauer. And I, I, you know, if you want to make a case for Bobby Abreu, I'll listen. I'll, and when I say I can be swayed, I don't mean that if we, if you, you know, throw numbers at me or whatever, that I'll, I'll immediately put him on my personal ballot. But if we have a conversation, either in the comments or on the show, and you say, I think Andrew Jones should be in because of this. I think Joe Mauer deserves it because of this. I think Bobby Abreu, because he did this, I think he should go in. He, he should get a vote, right? If we could do that. Like, that's what I mean. We could have a conversation. I really, you could have a conversation with me about any of these guys. And I, I'm, I'll listen. Except for, uh, let me see here. Well, two of these guys got domestic violence things against them, right? And we don't want that. That's not great. And, and some of them are just like, yeah, was that guy good enough? Or like, is he just on the ballot because he retired, right? Like James Shields. No offense. Is that guy Hall of Famer? Probably not. Uh, is Matt Holiday Hall of Famer? Maybe not. You know, Brandon Phillips, that dude. I like Brandon Phillips. Good, he was a good player. Is he a Hall of Famer? I'm not sure. I don't think so. But you know, if you want to talk about Jimmy Rollins, we can talk about Jimmy Rollins. You know, he didn't jump out at me at first, but I I feel like I'm trying to remove my bias as a Phillies fan from all these guys. That's why I mean, oh, the one you see Andrew Jones. Well, all right. I said I could, we could talk about Andrew Jones if you want. Defense is valuable and it should be considered. Uh, not that he was a slouch at the plate, but. 
I, I think uh, we could talk about that. We could talk about Rod. I think that's why I left off Jimmy Rollins, and I didn't look at his numbers. Um, but he was uh, a key catalyst, a key component of um, a very good Phillies teams back in the day. So we could have a conversation. Let's do it. I'm trying not to let my Phillies bias shine through, but just saying, yes, Chase Utley, yes, Jimmy Rollins. I'll say yes, Chase Utley. I think he should be in. At the very least, he's an interesting case, right? We can have a conversation about any of these guys. So come on, join the show, and we'll talk about the Astros cheating and uh, how their fans are still mad that we bring it up. Because, you know, hey, listen, man, again, I hate to to cross sports here, but, I mean, the Patriots taped a practice in 2004, and everybody still talks about that, right? And Tom Brady retired. So <laughs> so the fact that you that we're supposed to just let it go when it was literally the biggest scandal in the sport in 100 years is laughable to me. But anyway, Hall of Fame, Todd Helton, Adrian Beltre, Manny Ramirez, unless he did something heinous. You know what? Let's move Manny down. Let's move Manny Ramirez down to the we can talk about it pile. So let's start again. Adrian Beltre, absolutely. Todd Helton, absolutely. Gary Sheffield, absolutely. And then give me Billy Wagner and Chase Utley. And you could sway me on Andrew Jones, Joe Maurer, Bobby Abreu. And if Manny did something really terrible that I'm not thinking of right now, then we'll talk about that. But those are the those are the main guys we could talk about. And Jimmy Rollins. Let's put him on there too. We could talk about all these guys. But I think my definites, Todd Helton, Adrian Beltre, Gary Sheffield, Billy Wagner, Chase Utley, that's who I'd vote for. I try to actually pick 10 every year because I think uh, if you can find 10 guys deserving on a ballot, you should check all their names. That's my thing. So I don't think we found 10. I didn't count them. Maybe we found more than 10. But anyway, <laughs> so let's have a conversation. Baseball Hall of Fame ballot, the voting's in, I don't know, first or second week of January. Um, so we have some time if you want to join the show and uh, let me know. The ballot is up. I put it on the website. Um, I'll share it in these show notes today as well. So let me know what is up with that, and we will do as much as we can. All right, let's do hot stove. Should we separate it? How many? Yeah, let's break it up. Let's break up the hot stove because we spent a lot of time on this. So let's break up this segment here. We'll be right back with some hot stove news on the other side. Okay, there we go. We heard a sound. Maybe we'll use the uh, the bat sound on that one. Let's do some hot stove before we turn it over to, or no, we'll do a little real quick wrestling at the end, and then we'll turn it to the captain. So that's what we'll do. Okay. Um, the Cardinals were pretty bad last year. They were bad. Pitching was bad. They didn't score runs. Um, again, pitching was bad. So they signed free agent starter Sonny Gray, and they also signed Kyle Gibson and Lance Lynn. Now, I saw Kyle Gibson... Uh, with the Phillies the year before last, he was not great. He was better with the Orioles, right? He was with the Orioles, right? Um, he was better there. And so maybe St. Louis can uh, turn him around. And Lance Lynn used to play for the Cardinals back in the day. And maybe not that far back in the day. But he is prone to giving up the home run. So look out for that. But I think the Cardinals have improved for sure in an area where they needed to improve. So there you go. Cardinals get three starters. And uh, hopefully they can all stay healthy and do the thing and get the Cardinals back to where close to where they want to be. Um, all right, Kenta Maeda was with the Twins last season, and he came off an injury and was pretty good. So now he's with the Tigers. He gets to be a veteran presence on that young and up-and-coming team. The problem for me with the Tigers, I like them. I think they can be good in a year or so. My issue is Javier Baez. It's, they pay him a lot of money, and he's not very good. 
Like he led the league in errors at shortstop last year. And he chased his pitches at like his his strikeout rate was down, but he was still chasing a heck of a lot of pitches out of the zone. And I just like I don't know, but like you can't trade him. You paid him too much money. Nobody's gonna want him. And you can't bench him because you paid him too much money. So you gotta play him. But he's for me a detriment to the team. And maybe I, I only looked at a couple numbers and I didn't look at the whole picture, but I just, like he's just not he doesn't do it. Let me see. Hold on. Let's do Javier Baez baseball reference. Real quick, I want to look at his uh his big numbers from last year. If any. Yeah, I don't like any of these. Uh these these are not good. I don't like this at all. Yeah, it just he signed for $140 million and he's signed for another four years. That is bad. That's not good, man. I jeez. I mean, career he's okay. But I, oh man, I don't like his numbers at all. He's not very good. He's not, I don't think he's very good. Like he's, he hit 290 a couple years ago and he was an all-star. And then 280 the next year he was an all-star. But beyond that, that was 2018 and 19. Beyond that, he's, has he been that good again? No. So I, I just, oh man, I don't know. Sorry, Tigers fans. I, I don't, I don't feel, I'm not feeling this one, man. So like 2018-19, clearly his best years. And he's not come close to that since. So my my problem for the Tigers taking the next step is what do you do with him? Because you're paying him too much money to sit him or trade him. You just got to hope he turns it around. I don't know, man. But Kenta Maeda, anyway, back to the story here. Kenta Maeda to the Tigers. I like him. Um, he's a solid middle of the rotation guy. And I think he's going to help that young club. So that's a good sports guy sentence for you. There you go. Tigers turning it to turn in the corner soon. All right. Uh, here's a question for you. So Reese Hoskins played for the Phillies his whole career. Bryce Harper decided, Hey, I'm going to play first base. That leaves Reese Hoskins on the outs. He's a free agent. So he will play elsewhere next season, uh, which is going to be weird seeing Reese Hoskins in another uniform. But I saw a piece in the athletic the other day or today and said, Hey, how does Boston, how do the Red Sox, uh, fill out their DH spot, their designated hitter. And the picture they used was Reese Hoskins. And I like it. I do. If they have a decent first baseman, because Reese Hoskins, his defense is not great, as we've discussed. Uh, I mean, you could play him there if somebody needs a day off, right? There's no problem. Like, he's not uh, a complete black hole over there or a complete liability, right? So you could do that. But... If you have a chance, I think if he has a chance to be a DH, because he's very patient at the plate, he's got good power, and he's going to hit for a decent average most of the time. He'll draw walks. He's going to strike out a bunch, but everybody strikes out a lot. So it's not really a detriment anymore. But <laughs> he'll draw walks. He'll he'll work deep into the count, which is good. He'll hit for a decent average, and he's got power. And put him in Fenway? Are you kidding me? That'd be awesome. So, Red Sox. Sign Reese Hoskins. I know he's coming off an injury, so maybe a one-year deal, but uh, sign Reese Hoskins to be your DH and maybe first base sometimes. Because they hey, let him focus on one thing and just do that and be great. Or at least be better than what they've had in the last couple of years. I like Reese Hoskins to the Red Sox as an idea. If not, I don't know. I think Toronto looked at him too. So we shall see. I'll let you know. All right, and finally, in the baseball news this week, this happened actually a week or so ago, but I don't think I mentioned it. 
Yoshinobu Yamamoto, posted from Japan. And uh, he's a starting pitcher, 25. Maybe I did mention this already. Um, anyway, no news on him yet. But he's a 25-year-old starting pitcher coming from Japan. He is great. And so a lot of teams are in on him. At least they should be anyway. As long as uh, they pony up the posting fee, which is basically... So they sign him to his contract, and then they pay an extra like posting fee that goes to the team, to his team in Japan, to pay them like a tax or whatever. So he is available to be signed by whoever can uh, can pony up the money. And of course, the Shohei Otani sweepstakes, the uh, the greatest player we've seen in many years, is a free agent. So uh, we'll see where he comes, where he heads for next, however long the contract is. So we shall see. I'll keep you posted, of course, as we can with that. And that today is your baseball news. So we will take a break. We will do some wrestling and then the captain, and we'll try to get it all in one break. And then that will be that for the show. So there we go. That's all the all the things for this time. All right. We, that's, this is awkward. We'll be right back. All right. There we go. That was a lot. That was a lot of me, a lot of sports. All right. Before we do the captain, let's, uh, you know, Sometimes I do, so people have suggested over the years, hey, why don't you do a separate baseball show? And I've thought about that. And when I talk for 20 minutes about baseball, I think I should make these separate episodes. But then like the show doesn't like the whole point of the show is mash all my favorite things together in one concoction. And nobody's really complained. People have just kind of suggested, hey, hey, how about you try this and add more work for yourself? So there we go. That's why I do that. Well, I also don't talk about baseball that often on the show anymore, right? Do I? Maybe I do. I don't Anyway, that was a lot of me. Here's more me, and then the captain, and then that's that. That's how we're doing this. All right, let's uh, real quick do some wrestling stuff. So ring the bell, Jerome. So CM Punk has returned to WWE. And I think, did I talk about this when he got fired a couple months ago from AEW for, uh, well, for cause, let's put it that way. He, you know, I, I've said this for CM Punk for a while. If he can keep his head down and keep his mouth shut and like not try to not get bothered by every little thing and just go in, do your cut your promos, do your matches, do your whatevers, and just do the work in the show, everybody involved, it's going to be better. Because we have seen on more than one occasion with CM Punk, and I'm a fan of the guy. He's a talented guy. Well, I'm not a fan of him personally, I don't think, but I don't know him. But um, as a... Uh, as a performer, I'm a fan. He's a talented guy when he can get out of his own way. Because we've seen it several times with him now where somebody looks at him wrong or says something wrong or, or uh, you know, he perceives a slight of some kind. And then that's it. The relationship is gone. And now he's just, you know, being a nuisance and being a mess. Not all of it is his fault, but at some point you got to look inward, right? Like, hey, I had a problem leaving this place. And then I had a problem with people at this place and, you know, I had a problem leaving there. And then I had a problem with another guy there. And now, you know, oh, here, I had a problem over here too. And maybe we got to look at the, the common denominator, but I am cautiously optimistic. I think maybe, uh, maybe that's the, um, what did I say the other day? I wrote it down. Oh, I am interested. But at this point, after all I've seen from CM Punk in the last 10 years, I am not holding out a lot of hope. Right, if it goes well, great. If he can keep his mouth shut, keep his head down, and get the work done, great, awesome. If he can't, then three or four months from now, we're having another conversation about how he got himself forced out of another company or the same company again 
because he couldn't get out of his own way. Because somebody did something that he didn't like, or he thought they did something he didn't like, and uh, then he couldn't get out of it, and now he's, you know, he has blackballed himself again. But people are talking about him, and in wrestling, that's a big thing, right? You don't have to be the best at one thing if you can get people talking, good, bad, whatever. People start talking about you. That's kind of part of the game, right? People are going to be interested in what you have to say and in how how your work is, how your matches go, how you can handle yourself with a different group now. Um, I will say, I do think the fact that he no longer has to work with, uh, with the Young Bucks is going to help Nick and Matt Jackson because I don't think they liked each other at all. And it showed because once there was a little bit of uh, discomfort, let's say, or a little bit of uh, disagreement, let's put it lightly, that whole thing deteriorated. And then they got mad at each other. Oh, we don't want to work with him. I think not working with them is going to help tremendously. Will that get all the problems solved? No, of course not. He is who he is. And we've seen you know, how he can be at his worst. But we've also seen how talented he is and how good he, how good a part of the show he can really be. And so I am, like I said, interested in what he has going on, what he's going to be doing. But I'm not holding out a ton of hope because I've seen how this can end. All right, so we watched Raw live for the first time this week in a long time. Uh, let's try that again. We watched Raw this week live for the first time in a long time. There we go. And... Man, three hours is a lot. It wasn't a bad show, per se. I mean, they had to sit through a Nia Jax match, and she's awful on some, like in the ring, and she seems like a terrible person. So that sucked. Everything else was fine. Uh, I will say, two guys who are very fun and fit nicely into their roles as comedy characters in the middle of the show, Akira Tozawa and R-Truth. They're very fun, and wrestling needs that. It's a variety show, uh, so you need a little bit of everything, and guys who can make you laugh are important, and those guys can for sure make me laugh. So I'm good with them. Uh, speaking of great wrestlers, well, I wasn't, but I've, you know, things on the show I enjoy. Gunther, I've talked about him on the show before. He's the best. He might be my favorite in WWE right now. He's so good. I'm such a fan. He's got a presence. His matches are great. He just beats the crap out of everybody. He's awesome. All the good things for Gunther. And, uh, oh, was there something else I was going to tell you before we got to CM Punk? Back around to CM Punk, I should say. No, oh, three hours for a weekly TV show is a lot. That's a lot for a weekly show. And I was remi- we were reminded why we don't watch this live. Because we like to skip commercials and things we don't care about and uh, people we don't care about. We skip those generally. And then the show is over faster So because we, we missed all the things we don't care to watch. Um, so that's a lot. Three hours for a weekly show is too much. They should go back to two, but they won't because it makes money. But... I don't know. It bothers me. Anyway, um, so CM Punk, they saved him for the end of the show, of course, because once you, I, I have I have a feeling that people who were tuning in to see CM Punk, the show goes 8 to 11. So if uh, if he shows up at 9.05 and cuts his promo and is done by 9, I don't know, 9.15 or 9.20, guess what? Anybody who just wanted to see CM Punk, they're gone. You lost them. So a good thing on that level Bad that we had to sit through Nia Jackson. They kept calling it a, a must-see episode of Monday Night Raw. Yeah, well, there's been too much Nia Jax on my screen for that. But the promo was okay. People are saying it was great. I disagree. It was fine. It was exactly what I expected. 
You know, he's going to go back and say, oh, here I am. I'm back. I'm, you know, I'm the best in the world. And the guys who say they're the best in the world, they, now they're not. And they're worried about me. I'm best. You know, all those things, all those platitudes and whatnot and all the, you know, the catchphrases and things like that. So I knew exactly what it was going to be. I had a good idea. It was, it was okay. You know, it was a little more than pandering. But, um, you know, it, it's funny. So Jill is totally done with CM Punk. Like she's read most, she's heard the stories and read the things and she's done. She's like, what more do we need to see from this guy? Which is a fair, uh, a fair opinion to have. And so she said, you know, so Punk in his promo said, oh, I, I, uh, comes down to two words. What I want to say to you here. And she said, they better be, I'm sorry. And I'm like, man, that would have been really great. Like that, first of all, it would have shown that he has recognized the issues he has caused, or at least been a part of, if not caused directly by himself. So he shows that he has seen that and that he's willing to try to be better. And also it would have made the promo seem like more than he was just pandering to the crowd, which it was for me. But anyway, he is back. So we shall see where he goes from here. Uh, I'm, I'm into, like I said, interested, but uh, not holding out a ton of hope. And three hours for weekly TV is a lot. And I'm really glad that it's not my job to watch Raw every week because that's too much. Like three, like we watch two hours of Dynamite every Wednesday with Kyle and Kenny on Twitch, Kentucky Beaver Slap. But that's also like we're chatting with our friends and we're watching the show and chasing the kid around and chatting with our friends at the same time. So we're doing other stuff. Like we were, I mean, we're playing with the kid during Raw, but it's like, it's a whole like, oh, wow. Like this show should be done with two hours. And like, oh no, we have another hour because it's 8 to 11, and I just, that's too much, man. Every week, three hours, it's way too much. So cut that down, Triple H. Get that get that taken care of, all right? Knock off that extra hour, put it somewhere else. I don't know where you put it, but, man, they already have three shows, technically, if NXT is supposed to be treated as, a, as an equal. I don't think it is, but three hours of one show is a lot every week. There you go. But anyway, CM Punk is back. Gunther is awesome. Big fan of that guy. And uh, I don't recognize anyone's music anymore. I think that... <laughs> Jill doesn't, and now I think I don't either. So <laughs> we're both uh, doing pretty bad. So we're keeping ourselves honest by watching all the things from now through WrestleMania so we know who everybody is. So uh, wish us good luck. And, and uh, I don't know, quick commercial breaks. All right. No commercial breaks left here. Friends, that's a weird segue. Anyway, that's all the things I have to tell you for today. So let us turn it over, I hope, to the captain. We missed him last week. We gave him the week off for the holiday. Everybody deserves a vacation. So if he's not there, that's fine too. But I, w I hope he is so we can learn about what the Fly Guys are up to. So good, sir. The floor is yours. Take it away. Hey, Flyers fans. Mark back at you again with another Flyers. Ooh, Hope everybody enjoyed their Thanksgiving for those listening in the U.S. I know we have some international fans of the Melting Pat, so I hope you enjoyed that Thursday as well. So, guys, let's get right into the recap for the Flyers. So, last Friday, the Flyers ended up losing 3-1 to one against the Rangers. However, the Flyers got a bit of revenge on that New York State by beating the Islanders the very next day in a shootout one to nothing. Then the Flyers ended up losing 
four to one against the Hurricanes on Tuesday. But the Flyers are going to take on the Devils tonight, and then they're going to follow it up Saturday in Pittsburgh, but then coming back home on Monday to play the Penguins again. So the Penguins just behind the Flyers in the standings. So guys, that's that's where we're at. We're we're looking middle ground here. The Flyers with the 11-10-1 record right now. They're they're middling. That's what we thought they were going to be. I know I said in the beginning I had high hopes. I was hoping they were going to beat expectations. They weren't going to settle, you know, that regress back to the mean. But maybe that's what the Flyers are. This, again, is another year to let these young guys get, you know, that experience. Learn how to be professionals. Gel. Buy into Tortorella's system. Make this happen. Hopefully, Carter Hart is getting his confidence back under him. I mean, that that shootout, that was masterful. I mean, I know it wasn't Hart. It was Urson. But at the same time, winning those close games, even if you're not out there, gives you confidence as a goaltender. I mean, Carter Hart has been playing well. Urson, not so much. So if that duo can continue to get the experience and Carter Hart, like I said, continue to build up his confidence level. I think they can push past this season to get a little bit better. But again, we shall see. Crazier things have happened and I am just going to keep watching and take it all in just like I know you will. So guys, that's it for me here inside the Melty Pad on Next Level Radio. Thank you, my friend. The Melting Pat, the next level network, just in case he was busy doing other things, saving the world or being a better dad than me. There we go. (laughs) Thanks, buddy. And thanks to you all for listening to the show this week. I greatly appreciate you being here, spending your time with me uh, whenever you do it. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. I don't know. Have a great time doing whatever it is that you have going on today. Bundle up. Or don't, if you live on the other side of the world, then uh, bundle down, take clothes off. I don't, uh, well, don't be nude unless your country allows it, I guess, right? Why are we talking about this? We're trying to end the show. That's all. My thanks to Ruby Bones, rubybones.com, R-U-B-Y-B-O-N-E-S.com. For more from them, all that will be in the show notes. Also, don't forget our friends Pop Claw, their song Stocking Filler, if you go buy it, your pro, your do your blah, 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 blah. whatever you give them for the song will go to the Trussell Trust, which is going to help people in the UK who need food. So go do that, handle that business, help our friends, help uh, everybody across the pond and wherever you can, anytime, everywhere. Uh, but in this case, you can buy a song and help an organization at the same time. So there we go. All right, we're one for one. I told them I wouldn't forget to to mention it every week about the Trussell Trust. Uh, trusseltrust.org, I think, or .net. It's in the show notes. I, I copied it in. So go check that out. So that we're one for one. Keep me honest, Pop Claw. If I don't mention it, let me know, and I'll do it twice next week. I don't know. Anyway, that's all. Thanks to uh, Ruby Bones. Thanks to everyone for sharing your comfort comfort foods. That was fun. Um, and let me know with the phone stuff. If there's a way, if there's somebody we can talk to about disabling the automatic uh, grouping of recipients in a in a mass text and uh, if not then let us leave the group that's all and don't i I don't know anyway yeah 
And let me know. Baseball stuff, Hall of Fame, hot stove, whatever you got uh, with the baseball. If you disagree with anything I've said, let me know. If you want to come on and debate it or just have a nice conversation, we could do that too. Let me know what's what about all of that. Next week, we have some mail and some other things. I don't know what else. But um, for sure, we got two questions. I didn't have time today because we did a lot. We did more than I thought with all the stuff. All right? And let me know about the wrestling, the wrestling, the wrestling. If you're interested or not, or uh, anything else that I missed, let me know what's what. TheMeltingPat.com is how you get in touch with me. Sign up for the newsletter, the Patreon, or just drop in and say hello. And I will uh, I respond to everything I get. Uh, it's just a matter of when I actually see it. So please don't be mad if I'm late on your uh, on your question. That's It's me. It's not you. All right. Um, there we go. We're good. Hopefully next week I'll have a new chair and you won't hear all the, all the squeak squeaking. And hopefully also I'll be uh, in my my old my office back there and you won't hear me hitting the fridge anymore. All right, there we go. We're done. We're done. This has been an 8 Boiling production. So until next time, my friends, have fun. Be safe. Thank a veteran. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. Get vaccinated and boosted when you can. And, of course, don't do anything I wouldn't do. Did we do all the things? I believe we did. We won't do G-Love. Check them out. G-Love. Um, philadelphonic.com for more from them. We'll do my thing at the end because we've been here a while. And that is all. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'll talk to you soon. All right. You've been inside the mouth of Pat on the next level network. Go crap open a cold one. 